here I was I was kind of ignorant. I thought that the mom beat the shit out of her because she killed her her kidnappee. She didn't oh. get the money. <laughs> she didn't come home with anything. Why didn't you come home with money? Hey, hello and welcome to Blood on the Sand. I'm Michael Johnson. With me as always is that big hairy man himself, Bob Keane. What's happening, everybody? And sitting next to him with the captain's hat on. What the fuck? Why you always got to wear the fucking captain's hat? It's Andre cold Hasher. in here. It is pretty fucking cold. It's winter now. It doesn't cover my ears at all. It's about to be, yeah, yeah, it's... It, it would be colder if it weren't for this whiskey I had in front of me. So, oh like, well, yeah. Andre and I are trying to do the the fucking gay. Th- yeah, you you yeah you enjoy that whiskey. Somebody's got to do it for the boys out here. I'm trying to find inner warmth, <laughs> inner <laughs> inner comfort, my, uh, th- which is notably lacking in my yeah, everyday. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'd still I'd rather take it quicker from a bottle. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's definitely. easier that than develop it as a healthy human. Nope, nope. Just pour it in. Pour it in a flask. Pour it in me. I uh, I cool out uh, later. <laughs> I just become a stone-cold nightmare because I run out of whiskey. <laughs> We're in one of those Bob we, rants at we the say beginning. That's 30 seconds after his sweet, sweet girlfriend called to remind him to finish his job application. Oh, <laughs> hey, honey, hey. did you finish, Did you put your social security number down? Look, you guys are running around... Run, you're dating Oh, I'm non- penniless. Yeah. I'm, I'm You're, penniless. Yeah. You know what? Well, I'm penniless, too. she does too. not care. Yeah, <laughs> I, I blew all my money. I, I spent every money I have on Bitcoin. Yeah, that's... Mm. Uh, you know what? I'm just saying, one of us has a Jewish girlfriend and has Oy hope vey. financially. You guys are fucking around with these shikses. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> well, let's get into it, man. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's the subject about today? So, okay, so today... We're we- talking about Jewish women? <laughs> <laughs> Always. Well, close. This is a short woman. Uh, oh, so it's a girl boss. <laughs> so it's two thirds. Uh, yes, girl boss. Uh, it's Griselda Blanco. It's, oh uh, shit! Yeah. yeah. It's, if you uh, haven't heard the name, uh, that's fine. She uh, was one of the biggest coke dealers. She's like the El Chapo of the seventies. Uh, she was La early Chapa. 80s. La Chapa, essentially. She, she oh, was La, La Madrina. Chapa. She had a, a nickname. Did she have a thicker mustache than El Chapo? Sideburns. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> she had those Hispanic woman mustache and sideburns. No, Very no. vain. She had a lot of plastic surgery over time. Backfires, yeah. by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no <Spoiler. kid>. You, <laughs> you mean to tell me that plastic surgery in the 80s might not have been great? Oh, no, no. Plastic surgery in the late 60s. Ooh, even better. It's like when they were still using, like, actual scalpels, <laughs> I think, for it. I'm so. pretty sure they put gravel in her in her face for cheekbones. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, anyways, uh, if you... if you she, she was this giant drug dealer. If you do recognize the name, it's probably because you saw Cocaine Cowboys 1 or 2. Uh, the Hopefully good th- one. The second one sucked. Well, yeah, the second one's a lot about her, actually. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, uh, someone's a chauvinist. <laughs> the, Is that about a woman? I knew it was about a woman. <laughs> Fuck that. Thankfully, uh, a lot of it was wrong uh, because, <laughs> again, I'm an insane person, and a lot some of it wasn't lining up to what I was reading in uh, like court documents and stuff on record, and I found some, a couple of interviews, actually, that uh, helped kind of set the record straight. Don't worry. Still funny. Still very insane. I'm, you, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I can't wait to hear more. Uh, you you want to cite your sources on this uh, this episode? <laughs> well, so we have uh, 
We have one of the sources, sort of, yeah, is a that, book. That we, that we spent our hard-earned... This is an investment yeah. to the podcast, because it's one of the hardest fucking books. And actually, not even our hard-earned. Also, you're the listener's hard-earned money, yes. because we do have a Patreon listener. Yeah. Holy we shit, have, we have a Patreon? Patreon.com slash yeah. blood on the sand. That's We've awesome. made $6 off of this person. Six bucks. And we have Three, spent yeah. 42 on this <laughs> rare book. That is that's a forty two dollar book. That's a forty two dollar book. That that has a little. Open it up. There has to be a little the little uh, the little folder thing for the library card. No, 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 that, oh, no. It's rarer than that. Never been in a library. No this shit. This is a virgin book, written by an insane person. But we'll get into it. Awesome. Oh yeah, I can't wait to get into yeah, this. Let's, let's get into it, man. Let's get yeah, into dude, it. I'm looking forward to this dive. All right. So, and yeah, by the way, we are, we're definitely getting killed uh, because of this one. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, Bob, just so you know, this may get us murdered. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I may have discovered someone that's supposed to be dead. Um, <laughs> 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 right. Oh, man. We're, we're a narco contadores. I love this. <laughs> you sang a song about me. What? <laughs> Did this motherfucker record a podcast about me, though? <laughs> these guys they... are dead, though. <laughs> I want these to be dead. This is why they can't let Larry Hoover out, because he'll just go after Rick Ross. God. <laughs> or real Rick Ross will go after Rick Ross. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's... Surprised that hasn't happened yet. All right, so February 15th, 1943. So Colombia is significantly affected by World War II, as was the world, really. Yeah, they, had an infl- <laughs> they had an influx of tall, blonde immigrants. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Before that, though, uh, their exports are cut off from Europe, so their main trade partner becomes the U.S. We placed caps on prices of coffee and other exports, so their economy completely collapses. (laughs) Well, I heard heard they started uh, sending us something else. Yeah. Well, we're going to get there. We're getting there. So, So on this day, literally the day the artist J. Howard Miller's We Can Do It, Rosie the Riveter propaganda poster debuted in Westinghouse Electric's factory, on that day, <laughs> we have born oh, what the, f- the biggest female narco trafficker in the history of mankind. Yas, yeah. queen. Girl yes. Yas. The Beyonce of cocaine, She's ladies like, and gentlemen. We can do it, too. We can do it. Yeah, yeah I'm going to fucking do it, though. <laughs> the Oprah of uppers. Yes. Uh, <laughs> encouraging all women to work and completely forgotten on August 7th, 1945. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, on that day, uh, most poetic and prophetic backdrop, uh, Griselda Blanco Restrepo is born. Uh, her mother, Ana Lucia Restrepo, is working on a farm in northern Colombia when she got pregnant with the farmer, Senor Blanco, and the farmer's wife. Oh. Uh, threw her out. <laughs> <laughs> Kick that bitch to the curb, though. Wait, wait, his name was Senor? His, all we have from him. <laughs> <laughs> Is is Senor Blanco just that's that's just the like is that like the John Doe of Colombia? That might be. I don't speak wait, Spanish. What does a, Senor mean? Uh, uh, <laughs> wait, Senor. It's, wait a minute. Senor, this is a senor. Colombian guy. So, okay, Senor, Senor. Yes. A Colombian person. Anything from Colombia named Senor Blanco that just means Mister White. That is a <laughs> that's a nickname for cocaine. She literally was, was fathered by yeah, cocaine. Yeah, she was fucked into existence with cocaine. Yeah, cocaine Bef- fucked her into yeah. existence. Was cocaine around in nineteen forty three? It sort no, of it was around. It, it was <laughs> ar- yeah, it was around, but it hadn't become like a giant 
uh, a giant cash crop yet. It was right. still like something that like the leaves were used. Like Hitler some... was using cocaine in the war, right? Well, yeah. Sherlock. Well, no, he was using meth. But Sherlock oh, Holmes famously right. was a cokehead, which is oh. probably why he noticed everything. Maybe that was Senior Blanco. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. The so and you actually state. you kind of jumped. A, I'll, I'll just screw it on this. You actually kind of got so hurt, the Senior Blanco. God damn it, Bob! Why you always got to so guess good things? At this. How do you know these things? <laughs> Bob does not do any research. We tried to we. Just to let you guys into a little bit of the mustard, we tried to have Bob hold a note card. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's I, like, I flatly refused. What, I got to read? No, <laughs> I talk enough. You don't want me to think ahead on any of this. I'm but come somehow in. you guess shit. Yeah, well, you know, something about scumminess just speaks to me. All right, what did Bob so, guess correctly? Well, so what he guessed what did was, he win? so Senor Blanco is is uh, Guajito Indian, and they, are, they were the kind of the tribe itself kind of specialized in that oh, era coca of, wow. of coca trafficking and stuff and they were also known for being insanely violent so she may have That's kind of had it movie. in her dna yeah <laughs> movie. she was literally born a nosy white bitch jesus christ <laughs> well she wasn't yeah she was Hispanic, quite brown probably. quite brown well i don't know wasn't was Wait, she? What was she the was question? Light. She she was light skinned. She yeah, she's like brownish. She's about probably my like my color. It's like where oh. you have there's a little bit of mountain person in you. Is she Palestinian yeah, yeah. too? <laughs> no, my mom's actually darker than my dad. It gets very strange Ooh. if we go down my road. <laughs> I have questions. Yeah. <laughs> but that's an investigation Se- for Senor a different time. Blanco? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna need those. You're gonna need to get on Patreon so we can get in those those uh, <laughs> those court documents. For, yeah, so we can just to find out about Andres. <laughs> How much does a fraternity test cost? Uh, well, a fraternity test is like three thousand dollars. I yeah, think. Yeah, we <laughs> we need a lot of Patreon money. <laughs> I have to. I'm going to give you some excerpts from the book early on. And th- um, this book is called, by the way. This book is called "The Godmother: The True Story of the Hunt for the Most Bloodthirsty Female Criminal of Our Time." <laughs> it is. Um, it picks up about in the 70s, which will be episode two and three. Gotcha. Um, which is really the reason the book is <laughs> is great is <laughs> because sells. then it's really why it's when it starts relying on uh, federal investigations. All right. <laughs> So this just is dope. <laughs> yeah, right? Mm. Yeah. Makes you want to dance. So, Makes me wish I brought tequila. So Ana Lucia Restrepo got pregnant by Senor Blanco's father. This is a little excerpt from the book. Uh, Griselda's mother extended the baby to Senor Blanco as an offering. <laughs> a smile on her face reflecting pride in her beautiful baby daughter. <laughs> Senor Blanco parted the shawl and looked at the child. He said nothing and went to the grand house. Minutes later, he came out with a handful of pesos. He stuffed the paper money into her hand and pointed down the, the long, unpaved plantation road that led to Cartagena and said, Ahora, vaya. That means, now go. <laughs> El Senor Blanco. Senor Blanco spun on his heel and walked into the grand house, slamming the door shut behind him. Okay, <laughs> you're Hispanic and I feel that was racist. <laughs> I can do it clean if you want. But. No, 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 no. That I was insist. beautiful. That was beautiful. I insist you make it even more problematic because, damn it, I want to be the one saying that shit. That's so, awesome. So, yeah. Ter- terrible. The the dad is just, like, kicking. You literally have nothing. She's getting kicked off of the farm. This is horrific, right? Horrific childhood. Um, well, Senor Blanco, man. 
Heartless, heartless. That's Senor Blanco. I love, and it's so much heartless the way it's written too. They just should, to, yeah, they should have named him. <laughs> they should have named him Senior Gringo with that heartlessness. <laughs> only a only a white guy yeah. well, could be that mean to Hispanics. It's literally his last name. <laughs> so, uh, oh yeah, great. Here's the note card with the uh, the Guajito dad uh, that Bob guessed earlier. <laughs> <laughs> just take that out of the out of the out of the fold. It's yeah. like I already know. So uh, when when she's when Griselda is like two or three, um, so they're they're just like they're slumming it. Her mom essentially just drags her around town. She, her mom in, immediately becomes a prostitute, oh. and she her mom imme- started off very beautiful, uh, but then uh, kind of quickly starts putting on weight. And she drags Griselda around town, screaming like, "My pilot, my child is so poor, is so hungry." Um, and so like Griselda be- like from a very early age starts kind of being in on the con of everything very yeah. familiar you with marketing to. right yeah. off the bat yeah know the griff man you gotta, <laughs> you gotta fucking eat around here hey learn the hustle yeah so uh, also Anna Lucia's name uh, <laughs> becomes La Cucha which I just <laughs> La Cucha which in, I don't know what it means in Colombia in Chile that means the vagina so <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that, that's kind of what I guess uh, that's what it means in English <laughs> that's what it means everywhere does yeah. that <laughs> I feel like that goes beyond language. Right. I'm pretty sure Kucha in Swahili is pussy. <laughs> like, no, but la kucha. Yeah, like like there are, there are languages with clicks and beeps and shit that like, I'm pretty sure R2 uh, okay. D2 says kucha. Kucha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's... Strong word. Kucha. <laughs> I'm from the planet Kuchiki. <laughs> That's a deep cut to all the nerds out there. <laughs> Where are my nerds at? Women don't matter. All right. <laughs> Neck beards. But they do because they're our Patreon supporter right now. So. Yeah. That's <laughs> also where the $6 our subject. Came from. Also our subject. Um, uh, okay. So ni- 1944. <laughs> <laughs> so the terrible economic situation starts a civil war start, started by an attempted coup by uh, factions of the military. Uh, the military is conservative, uh, and no kidding. Yeah, sh- <laughs> I had. I just, I just want there to be one hippie military that overthrows. Like, hey man, we have the guns, man. Is there any left wing stuff in South America? There, I'm sure- there's tons of militarized left wing. Uh, well, stuff. yeah, they become yeah. the right wing. Yeah, in their, like that's in, real quick. Well, left wing death squads. Didn't think that that should be a thing until I fucking went out to a red county. I'm like, you know what? Let's give the communists some guns. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, you got to bring balance. That's why Texas no. is actually so chill right now is because everyone has guns. Yeah, uh, yeah. both sides. I'm starting <laughs> to realize. Yeah, the, <laughs> you just there's don't a fuck unity with anyone. This you know is what, what I really NPR like to talking about. You know what I? You know what I really like to do while I go shooting? Listen to Ani DeFranco. You know. <laughs> Just a little Birkenstocks and AKs, man. It's like, chill. The number of people I know that both listen to Bright Eyes and then for a bachelor party have gone skeet shooting <laughs> golf balls. A lot of overlap. While listening that to Bright Eyes. Yeah, yeah. Puka shells and shotgun just, shells, man. That's what I told them, though. Just, yeah, be careful when you're sad with those guns. <laughs> Um, yeah, you good. might fix your problem. Yeah, don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> so, so this whole th- this period with the Civil War, it it all it all starts a period called La Violencia because there's <laughs> <laughs> wonder what that means. Huh. 
<laughs> I, I'm not I'm not that uh, up Hang to date with minute. my Spanish. <laughs> Isn't that a town somewhere? You want to guess? A, that's a kind of orange, the Violencia orange. <laughs> Violencia oranges? Yeah. Also, violence. <laughs> I got a little audio for you on this. You have to go back many years into, into Colombia's history. The era of La Violencia in Colombia. For 40 years, there were massacres. The Colombian traffickers were kids during that La Violencia era, and they grew up seeing their parents and their grandparents and brothers and sisters being murdered in front of them. What she and the other slum kids would do, they would dig a hole in the ground and throw the body in the hole and throw dirt over the body. There was nothing else to do for the slum children. It doubled as a sort of fun for the gobbler and her friends. <laughs> I've worked in restaurants for a long time, and I've talked to a lot of dishwashers. I've heard that story before. <laughs> <laughs> That's 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 what not smooth. everyone turns to crime. Okay, some people just become <laughs> that, a line cook. That's that's a smooth talking fry cook right there. <laughs> and then I cut open the plantain and I fry it. God damn it, Juan! I said no cheese on the burger. <laughs> I'm going to kill that man. <laughs> I'm going to cut off his thumbs with a machete. You better hope that ice comes gets me. <laughs> I'm going to fucking ice him. I can't wait for the rest of this. Yeah. So <laughs> that that the, the violence is is already like too much. So uh, in March 1946, to be safe. Uh, her mother moves her to um, bar- it's. I'm just gonna do it with the Latin saying. Yeah, do it. Uh, the Barrio the Antioquia, and uh, it's a slum of Medellin. Uh, they say it's a poor neighborhood. It's really a tent city with no running water, no electricity, no indoor plumbing. Law enforcement refuses to go in there, so it's essentially. So it's Rio Inglewood. de Janeiro. It's yeah. Inglewood. <laughs> it's Inglewood. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's. Yeah. But like their version. It, <laughs> right. Way rougher. It's a how favela. Say, how do you say Inglewood in Spanish? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> they dare not speak its name. Yeah. Indeed. La Violencia. <laughs> oh. They, well, there you go. They've got Spanish words for the West Side neighborhoods here in Chicago. Right, right. So this all, and, and again, like just kind of during this time, all, all there's in the book, there's tons in the book, even in all of this, there's very, very little. All we kind of are told from this stuff at the very least is that mom's abusive. She's a pickpocket. Um, so here's an interesting uh, part of the story, though. September 27th, 1951. Always good when there's a date. <laughs> Always good. The mayor of Medellin issues decree 517 saying that drugs won't be tolerated anywhere in the city except Bar- Barrio Antioquia. <laughs> there they will be permitted. There literally will be everything will be allowed there. Prostitution, <laughs> drugs, everything. What, what, what's Spanish for the purge? <laughs> El purjo. Yeah, that was their solution because it was they were already becoming so firmly entrenched. They were like, you know, we'll just give them this. Yeah. yeah. Everything else we'll try to make nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't know Medellin was run by Neville Chamberlain. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> That's good. That's good for this. You can hit pause, everybody, and go to yeah. your seventh grade history uh, textbook. Yeah, pre- thank you. <laughs> I would have to Google that. I think it's why we got Hitler, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the, the appeasement He's, shit. Uh, there was pe- there will be oh, peace right. in our time, and like six months later, it's like Poland's mine too. <laughs> yeah, uh, tons of peace. Yes. Spreading peace across the west side so, of Europe. So many pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Spreading pieces. 
one bomb at a time. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> and the, yeah, literally anything and everything is uh, legal. It's uh, Amsterdam on literal coke. <laughs> <laughs> Senor Blanco is back. <laughs> Bigger than ever. So it ruined that. That decree ruined the neighborhood permanently. It was what? in effect for two years. Uh, <laughs> That's all it took. During that time, over 200 family homes, schools, and regular stores turned into brothels. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, they, 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 it's a recession-proof industry. That's yes. true. Yeah. And still today, as like the date we are recording this, it is a no travel. It's a no safe, no travel <laughs> on all the travel right. blogs. <laughs> That's got to be rough for every YouTube blogger that's like, I want Coke. Coke, this is the one place Coke is legal and I can't go there because nah. I'll literally die. I can go to Tijuana yeah. and have a good old time, but if I go down to Colombia, ironically, a place, wait, what is well, it? Antioquia or Yeah, Antioquia. Antioch. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the town that got, that, that kid that shot the kid, the people in oh, Wisconsin. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it's safer in that Antioch <laughs> than Colombian Antioch. Jesus, that's incredible. That's insane. Yeah, they're only now just getting the the militarized. <laughs> <laughs> what what year was that again? So that was it's cocaine area fifty one. The decree was September twenty seventh, nineteen fifty one. It lasted until fifty three, and it's still fucked. Well, it's, it's a good insane. thing they for sure. Years no, later. guys, guys, they said it wasn't legal anymore. They got it out of there. <laughs> <laughs> we made a law. <laughs> The law. Get it out of here. Excuse me, fellas. I don't. I'm not sure you uh, read the 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 legal documents here, but it turns out what you're doing. Why, why you got guns? <laughs> <laughs> I, where'd you get all the money for this? Oh, they just, no. I'll bet you the criminals are like, we're tired of getting taxed. <laughs> Make it illegal again. <laughs> we can fight off your invasion, sovereign government. It's like I've got this good idea. It's called the Dare Program. <laughs> <laughs> Worked in America. <laughs> Drugs are really excellent. <laughs> um, okay, so just to, to kind of like overarching from all this time, like I already said, uh, Griselda's mother is uh, extremely uh, overweight and alcoholic, or uh, is it alcoholic and overweight uh, and physically abusive? <laughs> um, as a child, she finds a place uh, with other street kids, like a Dickens, uh, Dickens novel. I'm going to read you um, <laughs> awesome. a little chapter or a little pack. Excuse me, sir. Can I have some more? No, you already owe me three grand. <laughs> I'm just going to do this regular. Uh, as the years passed... Oh, fuck it. As the years passed and Griselda grew, she tried to please her mother, partly to stop her daily beatings and, <laughs> and partly because she wanted her mother's love. She improved her begging techniques and was always able to spot those people who might toss them a few centavos for food. But it never stopped the constant beatings. Centavos? That's how you say centavos in the book. Yeah, that, not even pesos, centavos. Hey folks, Bob here with Blood on the Sand. Just want to thank you all on behalf of Mike and Andre for each and every one of your listens. Because everyone that's given us a rating, a review, or a follow, you're a good shit. Alright? Thanks for your reviews, and thanks for your DMs. And guess what? Fuck a DM. You know what's a great place for that? Public. Give us five stars. If you've made it this far, you like what we do. And all we ask is that you give us a follow if you listen to us on Spotify. Give us five stars if you listen on Apple. Hell, tell us we're pieces of shit and inappropriate in the review. 
right in excruciating detail. Because you know what? As people, you'd be right. But as a podcast, you know more people should be listening. Help bump us up the charts so all this time researching and making horrific crimes funny and entertaining for you can be worthwhile. Follow or give us five stars. We don't know how it works. We just know that it works. Thanks again, and you're welcome. Um, so again, still in 1954, this is great. Uh, so by the time she's 11, she's a seasoned pickpocket. She's kind of bored. Uh, as we'll teach, she always wants a bigger and better payoff. It's uh, South what, that a pickpocket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's South America. There is a long-standing tradition of kidnapping rich people for ransom. So that is exactly what 11-year-old Griselda and her street buddies decide to do. Uh, they sneak into one of the gated communities, uh, actually kind of close to Barrio Antioquia, quickly befriend and kidnap a 10-year-old boy and demand a, a ransom from the wealthy family. There you go. Well, yeah, you got to qualify your sales. Yeah. And really, it's just the next level, level up from pickpocketing. It's yeah. just like a pickpocket. Now I pick children. Yeah. Out of <laughs> Other children. Because at this point, she's what? Like She's 11. She's 11. She's 11 years old. And she kidnapped a 10-year-old. 10 10-year-old. Well, that's a hell of a hazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, well it's going to get worse. <laughs> it's going to get worse, Bob. Yeah, the kidnapping is not the end of this. I'm not telling yeah, the, you. This isn't oh, the end of the- Oh, wait a minute. He yeah. just- yeah, there's another note card. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I come into this podcast thinking there's no way a child's going to be hurt. most bloodthirsty female criminal of our time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you telling me she she did kidnappings before she had her fourth period? Probably. First. Yeah. She's 11. I don't know. Do you she's know what She's probably what? done drugs by this point, but I, I who knows? I mean, some she's people been develop pregnant. differently, but. <laughs> Lay it on me. Let's do this. All right. So 11-year-old Griselda is patient, but two days pass without the family paying ransom. So she gets a handgun from an older kid. An older kid <laughs> was 12. returns to the 10-year-old kidnap victim. And with all the other children cheering, uh, this is in several sources, uh, cheering, shoots him between the eyes. <laughs> oh, they this, this is the wildest bozo circus episode of all time. They, they drag his body back to the street in the wealthy neighborhood and leave it in the middle of the street for his parents to find. <laughs> yeah, how you feel about that, Bob? Huh? Uh, whew, they. You know what they how, needed was that purge joke. You know settle what, in your you know stomach. What, you know what they needed was an after-school program. You know, maybe some true. busing. You know. You know. Take them into a nice. Maybe they don't need to put a bullet in the skull of a fifth grader. Bob, you're right. If only they had a bus that would take them into the wealthy you know, area, they wouldn't have to drag his body through the street. This is, you know, this all could have been... They're always, doing a, a weekend at Bernie's <laughs> with a 10-year-old. Uh, he has to pay, too. Uh, no, he doesn't. He's he asleep. has sunglasses this on. This is a pretty intense game of let's play Harry Potter. <laughs> the mark on his forehead is a bullet. Yeah. LaGuardia Levios. <laughs> yeah. Right between the fucking... Jesus maybe Christ. A, maybe an intramural soccer league could have kept him off the street. It, if, like, only, if only. No, you're just ignorant. He's actually Indian. That's It's a red oh, dot. Oh, yeah. That, that oh, makes my, sense. My it, bad. He's just not cultured. That, I'm, I'm sorry. All brown people look the same. <laughs> uh, Jesus. <laughs> you but, know, dead with a fucking bullet in their head. Yeah, I guess when half your face is blown off, you look oh. the same. Oh, this is all... Uh, Just because they didn't pay in two days. Jesus Christ. This wouldn't be better if it was an adult. You understand that? No, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for a first boyfriend. This is not you the last child me. to die in this story. Oh, They boy. get younger, actually. This bitch <laughs> oh, found geez. husbands, didn't she? 
So she got married yeah. later in life. It's like, how do Multiple you go on a f- third date? It's like, by the way, there's this thing I did when I was 11. Oh, okay. Well, there's a future with you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Well, they and they actually she were she's getting married in this episode. They're 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 she's <laughs> married now. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, it turns out it's like I did this three weeks ago. She, okay. she may have actually been engaged. She does yeah. get in- married pretty young. Well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why she shot the kid in the head. If you're mature enough, was that to the shoot, reception? If you're sh- if you're if you're mature enough to shoot a kid in the head and put put him in the street in his neighborhood, I'm pretty sure you can commit. <laughs> I just I just can't get past all the kids cheering. Yeah. Yeah. I love you. You love. (laughs) (laughs) That's the problem. You just uh, you can't just once you do a thing. Yeah, you just you can't. There's no undo that. You can't undo it. Kids do the darndest things. (laughs) What what, what are you doing there, little Griselda? What you got that handgun for? But that's one chick that never got molested. Well, <laughs> well, she probably was I, laugh- was I laughably wrong? <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna. Well, we're gonna address that. Let's run with it. <laughs> yeah. No, we need to make Griselda into a victim here. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that's that's the earliest murder on uh, Blood on the Sand so far. Uh, we're gonna have to see if anyone ever does beat that. Um. Just to give you an idea, though, this is the first of over 250 murders. That she is uh, either directly responsible for herself or ordering. Yeah. And uh, her organization by the end of this is uh, suppo- supposed to have two killed over 2,000. Yeah. 2,000. So she is. Women are doing it for count. themselves. Literally Goth outside of, of <laughs> monarchs, she is the most murderous <laughs> <laughs> woman. <laughs> That's hey, that's a that's a good point. Like and, women, and there's be, that woman she's I the Queen you. Victoria. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> women be murdering. So, April 1957, on a cinematically uh, straight out of a movie, rainy drunken night, uh, Griselda's mother starts beating her particularly bad. Uh, Griselda's mom has about a hundred pounds on her, grabs Griselda by the hair and punches her in the face repeatedly, but either gets winded. It sounds like or, a Johnny Paycheck song. Or let's go to get a better grip. Um, because she lets go of Griselda's hair for a second, and in that second, Griselda takes off running, bursts through the door, out into the street, um, and Griselda literally just disappears into the rain. Um, so, like, like a like a like a phantom. She she never really existed. Like a phantom in a like kind of like in a movie, you know, like kind of like yeah, something that would have been City. been written by like a good screenwriter or something like that. Um, <laughs> But uh, not really into the rain. She do, dis- we, do we know why she got beaten? Do we know? Oh, do we know why she was beating her? Oh, yes, we do. Um, so uh, Griselda was 13 at the time, and she uh, had been spending a lot of time with her new love, uh, this guy named uh, Carlos. Senior Blanco. <laughs> <laughs> This no? guy, this oh. uh, this other uh, young street criminal named uh, Carlos Trujillo, Carlos Trujillo. Trujillo. I can't even say it. Uh, gringo. Uh, <laughs> you fucking <laughs> grew yeah, the, you the bass player from Metallica. We know him. Oh yeah, often <laughs> never Everland, right? So yeah, the fight is supposedly over her telling her mother that she's in love with Carlos and that they're like gonna get married and move move in together and all of this oh, stuff. So how romantic. Yeah, and so you know, straight up. Great parenting move. You deny them, beat them up, and then they run away and they never see you again. Colombian bat mitzvah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Here I was I was kind of ignorant. I thought that the mom beat the shit out of her because she killed her, her kidnappee. 
She didn't oh. get the money. <laughs> she didn't come home with anything. Why didn't you come home with money? You are so sloppy. You. I don't know why we went Russian. Because <laughs> you it sounds like some shit Russians would do. You should have collected the money first, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Now we have to sell him you by the pound. You wait three days. <laughs> three. three. Three days. You know how much dick I gotta suck for that? <laughs> I'm a pros- I'm a fat prostitute. It's the it's the fifties. We don't even have ATMs yet. <laughs> it takes yeah, time to get fuck? you money for the ransom. Yeah, it's nineteen fifty. Two days. Two days. Yeah. That's that's like you, the letter hasn't even gotten to yeah. the house yet. It's <laughs> Columbia in the fifties. They still have the Pony Express. <laughs> This isn't going to work. You have to be patient. All right. So Griselda, this, again, very cinematic night, disappears into the rain, but not really into the rain, into Medellin with Carlos. Uh, he's, uh, he's a counterfeiter, and uh, she kind of starts taking up the business with him. There's rumors that she also <clears throat> became a prostitute around this time, around the age of 13. Um, but we're going to get to that actually at the end of the episode. For now, we're just going to keep on. Uh, Don't bust that nut yet, guys. Yeah, yeah. right now she's a just she's just going going full bore on the uh, full time. Uh, Frankly, counterfeiting seems like counterfeiting. <laughs> yeah, counterfeiting seems like more of a white collar crime. Seems like a really bad decision when your currency isn't worth anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're spending more on paper than we are on the counterfeit. <laughs> One peso is worth eight co- Confederate dollars. Yeah, like, what's weird? <laughs> What are you counterfeiting it on? Yeah, it's costing more than what you're getting. Yeah. Like, that's... that's your so margins stupid. are all you fucked. Know, this is, again, the 50s. Maybe they literally just used a different thing as currency. I think the Italians were like, hey, what you got to do is uh, start counterfeiting and counting numbers. Yeah. And they're like, I know plenty of numbers. I'm 12, thir- I'm 13. 85, 34. Yeah. yeah, we have to count thousands. <laughs> Uh, 1960, don't have an exact date, but uh, Griselda and Carlos Trujillo uh, get married in Medellin. Uh, by the way, oh yeah, Carlos's nickname is uh, Carlos Pestañas. Pestañas? Yes. Eyelashes. Eyelashes. Oh. Carlos, so we're going to call him Carlos Eyelashes from here on out. Yes. <laughs> Senior yes. Eyelashes. So Griselda and Carlos Eyelashes get married. Sorry, I had Carlos Eyelashes there, and I was like, oh, I forgot an important fact. That's <laughs> not, yeah, that, that is the nickname of a, of a criminal who doesn't do violent shit. He's not Frankie Knuckles or Vinny Kneecaps. <laughs> yeah. Eyelashes. Yeah, yeah, he's probably, he's probably a pretty boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Carlos that eyelashes. Or he really roughs up eyelashes. No, he's, he get, he's Carlos eyelashes is the kind of guy that gets married at thirteen. Yeah, what a seems cuck. like that's a good idea. <laughs> hey, they counterfeits money on paper. They a, were sixteen, so you, oh, you get well, your sorry, <laughs> I'm not trying to be offensive here. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he would simp on a high school girl. Oh, wait, they're not in school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? That's actually not too far off. I had a couple experiences in Chile where I had to roll into a homeroom about three hours for doing something completely, completely insane and illegal. At 16, they get married, but they they propose with a little folded note in homeroom. Will you marry me? Yes, Yes, no, no, maybe. maybe. (laughs) Is this... Carlos, are you passing notes again? He's Carlos eyelashes. Did he did he propose to her with a (laughs) mixtape? Yeah, with the the San Martino. To be fair, that that's a you you fucked to that music. It's true. 
Oh yeah. Speaking of I'd fucking, say yes. Speaking of fucking, she has three sons with Carlos Trujillo. Oh yeah. Uh, again, couldn't get exact dates, but oh, and it it took me so much work to get their full names. But when I read them to you, you're gonna. It was so worth it. By the way, Patreon.com, because this took me way too long to figure out. Yeah. 1961. Her first son, Dixon Dario Trujillo Blanco, was born. Oh. That's a hot name. Dixon. Dixon. Uh, Dixon Dario <laughs> Trujillo Blanco. Wow. Also, there's like a lot of people named Dixon in Colombia. There's like one of her hit, hit man's kids is also Dixon. She killed that kid, by the way. Well, uh, you know, there can only be one Dixon. Well, she wants them to be future uh, prostitutes. Can only be one Dixon. Dixon. <laughs> yeah. Dixon everything. <laughs> um, it's 1964. Her second son. Uber, Snyder, Trujillo, Trujillo Blanco. Yeah, Snyder with an E. Snyder. He's the nerdy son, isn't he? Is he Snyder? Snyder. Snyder. That's his middle name. That's not even a last name. That's a middle name. Snyder. Yeah, sometimes it's spelled with an E-I, sometimes with a Y. Not even kidding you. That's not a joke. Yeah, I don't think they're real particular about spellings. Uh, 1968, John. Osvaldo Trujillo Blanco. He goes by Osvaldo, but John, J O H N. Every one of those names has a. Every one of those names has the second button unbuttoned. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they're, they're, those are some wide collar, <laughs> oh. satin shirt ass names. Yeah, because if it, well, the thing is, yeah, if you're they gonna go into great. banking, you go by John. If you're gonna be a coke dealer, you go by Osvaldo. Oh mm -hmm. yeah, you cover all your bases. Yeah, yeah, not even a you're W free, of V. Yeah, We're your going. free bases. You cover your free bases. <laughs> yeah, they don't have to worry about going into banking. They all become dealers. <laughs> well, they're all counting money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like she had high hopes for her children. Like you're either gonna be a banker or a prostitute. Like either way, <laughs> you're an accountant. Yeah, and you're going to be paying mommy. <laughs> now, she loves her sons. Loves loves them to death. Right, especially um, a spider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go back through and change every single one of his mentions to a spider. A spider. A spider came a spider. down and sat down next to a spider. A spider, a spider came down <laughs> and sat down beside her. For some of the, like, the drug stuff, yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> a spider was sneaking around with a <laughs> with a bag of coke, <laughs> with a suitcase of coke. Charlotte's ounce. <laughs> oh man! All right. Um, so yeah, just uh, quick. So uh, all of her lunacy aside, she does. She loves the shit out of her sons. Uh, she actually uh, even. Uh, <laughs> Uh, kills uh, the father of one of Uber's ex-girlfriends for breaking up with him uh, and <laughs> puts a hit on one of her own bodyguards for uh, kicking one of her sons in the butt. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to get to all of those stories in detail. Look, babe, you're but, uh, on the clock. You don't <laughs> kick the boss lady's kid in the butt. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, actually perfect timing on the music. Awesome. I got, I got a little yeah. uh, excerpt from the book here. Oh, yeah. The Godmother. Oh, yeah. Someone's getting Although with in the this butt. music, I thought it would be the stepmother. Well, she did really like, really like her, really like her son. Let's do so, this. This is another great. This is the brilliant writing, again. <laughs> <laughs> it was the late '60s, and Griselda Blanco had been enrolled in Colombian Crime College now for nine years. 
She was living primarily in Queens, and she had learned to become an expert pickpocket and forger of documents, visas, green cards, and passports. Together with Carlo Trujillo, Griselda forged the papers in Colombia and sold them in the United States. She was still living with Carlos. By now, it was difficult to tell who was working for whom. <laughs> so, quick thing, the Queens thing is a little off in the book. So yeah. I'm going to start. We're going to get to that say, shit later. She's in, she's we're not going to be talking about New York until part two. Yeah. Okay, mainly. okay. New York is later. She does start toward the end of the 60s. And we haven't quite gotten there. This is what this is leading to. Yeah. She meets a guy and she starts doing the occasional drug mule thing Uh-oh. to the states. She doesn't officially move there until later. The book gets a little bit of a uh, little bit of that. Um, poorly, poorly researched. Yes. <laughs> we've re- ironically we've researched this podcast better than this person on the book. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it was part of our research, so we're through the looking glass on this shit. So, Griselda had grown into a pretty woman, and to make herself even more attractive, she had undergone plastic surgery to remove the deep cleft in her chin, she had also her dimples filled in, but none of this could improve her slight stutter. She tried to stay away from those words that twisted her tongue, but behind her back people called her La Gaga, the stutterer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! What they call her, Lady Stutter? Uh, Lady Estutter. Lady Estutter. Uh, like, is, can you describe? Can you describe a stutter better than the sound Gaga? That, that's the most demeaning. That is the most demeaning sound you can make to a stutterer. We don't even. Like gaga gaga ga. like that's baby talk. I just my favorite pop star is Lady Stutter. <laughs> Got her. Nice. So, uh, yeah. To put all of that in context, uh, one day Carlos eyelashes meets another young ambitious criminal. Uh, small time. <laughs> yeah, they called they called him Bobby Big Lips. Yeah. <laughs> hey. uh, small Pouty time. Peter. Uh, ambitious coke dealer Alberto Bravo. Uh, Not long after, he stupidly introduces Alberto to Griselda uh, because he forgets that she's the devil, I think. Uh, (laughs) Whoops. Griselda is immediately interested in Alberto. Everybody's name in this so far sounds like a gigolo. And like a successful one. I do, I do picture him with like that, the, the, Long hair. the zoot suit and the big hat from like Who Framed yeah. Roger Rabbit yeah. Wolves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he sees an attractive woman, he's just, his tongue rolls out like yeah. a red carpet. Awooga! Yeah. <laughs> Will you, is you, is you, is you ain't my baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not like any more uh, eyelashes. Like, he's like Michigan J Frog with a heart on. That's <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, that's Griselda always has her eyes kind of on the prize, and yeah, and Carlos yeah, eyes on that dick. Carlos has started to drink a little bit more. He's starting to slip, and he's really just a counterfeiter and all of this stuff. Alberto is very promising. He's very ambitious. He's and a starter husband. Thing, it's a new thing toward the late '60s. Not too many people knew about it. it was just starting to emerge. And Nixon only in '68 had passed like the crime, the the kind of oh, all yeah. the drug stuff. <clears throat> so it was. Kind only, it was a baby. It was a baby, right? So we're gonna birth a baby here. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so finally, then, uh, so around 1969, 1970, 
right as the marriage with Carlos is deteriorating, they actually move to Queens with the boys. And she starts going back and forth to Columbia as uh, one of the drug mules. Um, he has an operation where women take coke in their bags and sometimes just strapped in their persons. This is a time when they didn't have metal detectors. I don't know if you guys remember that, but like, there's like literally no security in anything. Oh, so yeah. if you're an attractive woman, they most of the time just didn't even check your bags. Nice. Yeah, you it's like ladies. Plane, right? It's like ladies' night at a Wrigleyville bar on a Wednesday. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just being an attractive woman anywhere. Like, you can go into a grocery store and just steal whatever bottle you want as long as you're very attractive. You know mm -hmm. what? For all the harassment they're getting out the door, <laughs> yeah, give them some wine. Yeah. No, that blue label's worth it. I mean, I know I harass the shit out of them, so it's, I, can only, I, can only, I can only imagine how bad it is if a bad dude does it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I yes, would love I'm to sure. see Bob in a zoot suit <laughs> just fucking harassing women in, in <laughs> fucking Central America. Uh, uh, they start small potatoes. Uh, they're doing things by hand, like literally just in the bags and stuff like that. But Griselda uh, starts with Alberto, again, still married to Carlos, but they start working closer and closer, and she starts invent kind of figuring out ways to put the Coke in her own, like put sew it, in it into pussy. her own clothes and things like put that. Put it in my pussy. Probably. Put it in my cucaracha, what you call it? La cuca. My cucha. La cucha. <laughs> You know, the thing that you're <laughs> currently fucking. <laughs> Maybe when you're done, fill it full of different white. <laughs> that'd be, oh, that'd be such up. a tough act to follow. <laughs> a kilo? Like, how do you compete uh, with yeah, a kilo? It's just like, man, I better I can't. fluff up. <laughs> what, you can't? <laughs> no, no. An ounce, maybe. How much? An water eight ball? You can throw an eight ball up there, maybe. And I yeah, yeah. Can, eight, that's out three ounces. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, <laughs> yeah, my dick volume is somewhere in the neighborhood of $400 on the street. Right. If it's going up your nose. Sorry, that analogy. <laughs> and it's stepped on. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just imagining just a flat Bob's dick, and I stopped envisioning Coke. It's just a yeah, just, flat dick in just, someone's nose. <laughs> And me being like, check this out, dude. <laughs> take a picture. Take a picture. <laughs> yeah, Where's no. my money? <laughs> $400, bitch, up front. <laughs> I fronted my dick. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, again, small potatoes. Uh, they start building the framework, though, for what will be uh, a giant... Uh, garment lingerie and shoe drug smuggling business but they they really they start with one store and they start actually like having people just sew in coke into the lining into the lingerie into a lining of lingerie and things they, like that uh, well wait this is what in the 50s this is 1969 okay so so yeah. lingerie Before was still and John. well they weren't exactly doing thongs back that like how big does a lingerie have to be to well, sew so the, it's actually they're doing and we're going to get more into this in episode two with because it's the the new york is the real when she like the yeah, coke stuff and we have a bunch of stories of other ways of the okay. subterfuge that are really interesting. But this is, this is lingerie. one of the reasons that she became so successful was it's not lingerie per se. It's like uh, corsets. Yeah, I was going to say bigger yeah. lingerie. Not yeah. like well, corsets back in the 60s were probably lingerie. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, could hide a lot like, of coke in those. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you're, a lot of one-piece uh, one yeah. uh, swimsuits. Especially if you're, you're like really Petticoats skinny. and shit. Yeah. You just pack on the pounds like Griselda will later in life. <laughs> 
Yeah, really, she was just a skinny chick the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> if I just yeah. get my face at that. <laughs> how do I put the cocaine into my face? Maybe that was most of the plastic surgery. They just shot bacon fat into her face <laughs> so she could carry like three three pounds of coke through customs. No, she was smuggling no, into no, prison. No, 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 I am not smuggling. I am a, I am a fat. <laughs> I'm a fat yeah. Frankly, I'm offended that you asked me. <laughs> the, well, you were fat. Are you? Did you think I am a pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> I've been pregnant for two years. <laughs> two years. Well, that's just any Colombian. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so late 1969, Carlos, her husband, uh, has developed a really bad drinking problem and is getting lazy and sloppy. Uh, Griseldom sees him as sort of a leech, uh, kind of attached to her through the kids. Yeah. Uh, she, she, he knows she will not stop hustling, and at this point, she knows the business better than he does. Um, and, oh, by the way, yeah, she's fucking Alberto, really obviously. Don't you uh, ever, right in front of ever get to thinking so they're, you're irreplaceable? <laughs> at this point, yeah, they're they're even doing some, she's taking some of the trips with Alberto back to Medellin together. <laughs> right. To the left, to like the that. left. <laughs> All the cocaine were smuggling in a pile to the left. <laughs> Uh, March 1969, Carlos Trujillo finds out about Griselda cheating on him with Alberto. I don't know what? if he finds how out. Did you, wait a how minute. How have you been doing it right in front of my face this whole time? Yeah. Whole time. And beats her severely. Uh, shortly afterward, he's taken to the hospital with abdominal pain, and he's diagnosed with cirrhosis and hepatitis and dies. Certainly <laughs> she didn't poison him. That's insane. How'd uh, that all happen? I don't think she needed to, but... Yes, uh, Griselda knows the power of a good story, and over time, this coincidental uh, occurrence uh, ha- becomes the first husband that people think that she killed uh, for Strong the nickname work. the Black Widow that she gets later. Yeah. <laughs> she uh, gets full custody of their three children and can finally make her relationship with Alberto Bravo official and becomes one uh, his or becomes his head drug mule uh, to America. That's that's her number one. Uh, that's her that's her bottom bitch. That's yeah, his bottom bitch. Oh, nice. So she was still working. We're still working. Mind you, we're uh, on the second mm-hmm. husband, and we're in episode one. So I'm pretty sure she's gonna overtake him at some point. Oh, come on, Bob. No, this one's gonna last forever. <laughs> if these two crazy kids can't make it, this then... is meant to last. Come All right. On. So the next note card I have at the top is titled The Truth. So <laughs> Finally, finally we get into the truth. Here we go. Almost none of that is true. Oh <laughs> no. What? Yeah, that's fucking so the same lies have been purported over and over and over. I found an interview uh with hit like a former hitman slash childhood friend and family members. The most trustworthy people on the planet. I it's, think we can agree. Well, th- Actually, what's weird about it is that they're strangely like very warm to her and in their descriptions of her and their relationship, even though by the end of it, she's murdered three of the hitman's sons. And and he, but they I, speak very lovingly. I think because it's all like it's all in the game. Because dude. they get canceled it's, if they talk bad talk to a woman. No, it's because the Christmas cards really. They, they were <laughs> so great. She so, would send us. You don't know her like I know her. I didn't like that son anyway. So I have, <laughs> I have he a sucks, yeah. I have a great quote from that interview. Um, it's the one from a, the woman speaking about her mother. Uh, I think it's titled uh, "She Was Very Fat." Did Griselda have a good relationship with her mother? Very good. Very she good. used to bring her to my house and to make the clothes and all that. She was really, really fat. 
fat. She oh. was very dark. And I remember she used to sit in my house and put her legs down because she she has this one they're very big and they go together. Oh, they and touch. She used to put flour all the time oh. and go like that because she said she got hot. You know, because she was really, really, really fun lady. And she used to give everything. Okay. She was really so, fat. So the two things we get from that. So it was true that she was very fat, but she also... So Griselda yeah. was cool with her mom. It was a childhood friend. So, and I, I did some digging on this. So her her father is was actually a former uh, a guy i saw a picture of him there's a picture of him in a military uniform that's griselda's father griselda's father mr senor blanco senor blanco i found no i found a guy whose name is fernando blanco oh the thing is there's no information there's just this one picture so you kind of have to tell the whole bullshit story but so essentially she came from like an upper middle class background her mother used to spoil her she may have been an like out of wedlock or something like that but she and and they did end up moving to a poor neighborhood but she started off as like a middle class kid and wasn't necessary didn't have like that everyday living on the streets kind of childhood wow. that everything says we don't know about like the sexual abuse or things like that so i'm not going to touch it but like she for a while lived the life of a middle like an upper middle class child you in Colombia. you just you just usual suspects mm-hmm. su- suspects Dude, us man the, the 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 carpet is pulled out from under, but the thing is that means cuz there's enough Wait, did she facts. kill the kid <laughs> so i Please have tell this. me she killed the kid i need to know this she Probably may have killed the kid. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because right. I have. That's guilty to me. We'll okay. play that here in a second. But there's from the same this same kind of background interview. The family tries to deny that she that this story was true, but in their denial, they sort of make it seem like it's like a tr- a true thing. <laughs> she probably did it. Um. So just yeah, just to give you some background on this. So the this guy found uh again her like her brother. And his uh, son, and also a hitman that had started with her in the 60s. Uh, <laughs> we used to go to all the hitman open mics together. <laughs> it was crazy, man. Yeah. We killed a few kids. Like, it was just fucking nuts. Yeah, we were just learning our way, man. I had no idea it was going to get this far. Yeah. So about, so they, when they ask the, the they're talking about the, the killing of the kid that came up in cocaine cowboys too okay and the family tries to deny it but let me see if you're convinced by this denial what they talking right now is very serious and yeah. if griselda Ravico was alive they right. don't talk about this even they are in shock to talking about this because it's something para que nobody que... talked for more than right. 40 years una película, pero que ojalá... Yeah, he hoped the movie will be different from everybody do. So that's I not a, I'm not convinced. That's <laughs> that, you know, I, it might be the music behind it, but it all sounds very iffy. He said it's not true because people haven't talked about that for 40 years. And I was like, that's not a denial. That's not what untrue means. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe there's a, there's something lost in translation, but something yeah. about, no, no, it's not true. Nobody talk about for 40 years. That's not... Uh, <laughs> No, I've, I've heard many of guys like that because I grew up like in Chicago and everything. I had a lot of uh, Hispanic uh, friends when I was growing up. And like, if something isn't talked is, about for a few years, you know, like, it never happened. Well, just like how that guy talks. Like, I don't believe a fucking word he said. Yeah. No, it's, like if you, if she was around right now, dude, you'd be dead, dude. Like, <laughs> you'd all be dead. Like, cause he, like I'm not, well, if she was around, yeah. If she was around, dude, we would all be dead, dude. <laughs> she sounds like a Carlos Mencia, man. Like, just like... <laughs> 
Isn't, isn't Carlos Mencia like a white guy? <laughs> he's like Dutch or something. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, dude, I'm Mexican, bro. Retarded. He's, he's, he's named Ned. His oh, name yeah. is Ned. Not, not Carlos? I've known one Ned in my life, and he's literally a ginger white guy. Oh. <laughs> so the, the only, so what what I kind of figure is if, if that is true, I figured that was probably like her jumping into whatever street crew that she was in. Because she definitely, a lot of the stuff from like especially the late 60s once she's in her early 20s is all oh, true yeah. all we the, know all that the that's all true are, like, so confirmed, she yeah. is an actual psychopath so oh, yeah <laughs> i didn't think we were gonna sit down for a deep dive on this thing without there being some like oh no but she's really i mean yeah. no no it turns out she just did work the copy machine well, for well, hewlett packard or something i think they just they that that they just love the whole sob story thing yeah and it just it gets repeated and there's no evidence for any of this stuff it's just sort of we're just trying the early years yeah, yeah it's we're hard just, we're yeah. just trying to justify a murderous sociopath be because she's a woman and yeah. you know it's really empowering and yeah. i knew and i knew something was wrong because later will she when she, one of the times she gets captured she's living with her mom in california weird and, like, and she yeah so she does <laughs> and there's a there's like pictures in that interview with her mom with Gris, with la cucha griselda's mother uh the pussy <laughs> the hitman's wife the hitman and dixon and alberto brought like the whole happy family so so, <laughs> so wait grandma's name is the pussy yeah. and then you got a son's name that's dixon yeah, <laughs> yeah. dixon used to be in the pussy <laughs> I swear to God, if like if like episode six of this, and you're like, okay, the truth. It turns out Griselda was a baker. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna jump across this goddamn table and kill you. You're me. actually close to something though. Oh, there. did she bake cocaine into the cookies? Mm, no. Okay. No, that's it. That's really it. Just with the truth that she had a great relationship with her mother. She came from an upper middle class she was just from, background just to try to get some street rep. And yeah, the entire thing about like grew up on a, you know, the neglected child of an yeah. unwanted farmer and stuff like that. Was, ja Rule uh, bring up. Yeah. It's basically the CB4 of, uh, did you ever see that? Movie? Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah. 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 Like the real life NWA, like uh, Ice Cube <laughs> went to like university and like yeah i didn't go and dr dre is like actually comes from a, a pretty doctor. wealthy family he's, <laughs> he's actually a doctor <laughs> easy e was only like the real he was like the realest kind of street guy of that whole crew yeah yeah, yeah. easy phd yeah <laughs> <laughs> i only have a bachelor's <laughs> he became an optometrist and that's how he started ruthless records <laughs> <laughs> Um. All right. Also, March 1969. Ooh, uh, any comics love that listen to this will enjoy this. And uh, nice. Bill Hicks died. The uh, the Mutiny Hotel uh, opened its doors in Coconut Grove, Miami, an up and coming neighborhood where the city's young wealthy people who want to be seen went to be seen. Uh, down the road, Griselda will be seen with Pablo Escobar uh, in future episodes of this podcast. The and bad al- guy. And also Mario Tabaré, uh, who's uh, we're gonna have a Tiger King tie-in to uh, Griselda. Fuck yeah! We will. <laughs> so yeah, um, that's the episode three. <laughs> nice. Yes, but if I if I can if I know how to string out a piece of gum. Oh <laughs> man, get the um, note cards ready. So, pop uh, pop pop. Sorry, I thought I had that done well. 1970. 
All right, so Carlos Eyelashes has uh, confirmed. He So he has two confirmed deaths, which was a weird thing. He has one in the so States and dead. one he in... He died twice? So yeah, You can only die twice. He's said to have died in a hospital in New York and also died in Colombia and Medellin. Um, so he's dead. Was he flown for... <laughs> yeah, twice. That actually sounds like a Simpsons. We're like... Uh, he was uh, he was taken to a shitty hospital and he was where he was pronounced dead. Then he was taken to a better hospital where he was pronounced uh, alive in, yeah. in stable condition. <laughs> <laughs> Weekend uh, at eyelashes. So, but we <laughs> <laughs> they, put a, they put him on the plate. Oh, they did what we uh, what we said to do yeah, with the ten year old kid. Yeah, yeah. play I, some steel uh, drums. He'll be fine till he gets to Medellin. <laughs> but yes, for our, for he is definitely dead. Oh, um, R.I.P. He's he's the only one of her uh, like lovers, or no, sorry, there's only one of her lovers that survives. Uh, it's the it is a hard motherfucker. It's the last one. It's the power put... of chocolate, sir. Nice. <laughs> the power of chocolate. That is uh, that's episode five. Okay, so again, back to the mutiny. Uh, the hotel became famous for its downstairs nightclub, uh, or really the people who went there, uh, which is uh, the downstairs nightclub is the babylon club in scarface oh nice and scarface is actually in part based on griselda you so, know if you didn't know that i love how woke that is that like perhaps the most visible piece of latino machismo in he's film a woman he's a woman he's a woman Played by, yeah. <laughs> yeah, played by an Italian. Yeah, played by an Italian. I'm Tom Cuban playing a Cuban, Colombian woman. Yeah, I think they made him do Cuban because they he couldn't do the Colombian accent. Uh, he just figured out difficult. Cuban because it's just like do a bunch of coke and be Italian. <laughs> I I think they should have put Al Pacino in a fucking dress and a wig. I think that I would have loved that. That would have been a, yeah, like Dog Day Afternoon. Tyler, like he finally gets the transgender like surgery Tootsie mixed with Scarface. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> Medea goes to Colombia. Now what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all want to do some coked? <laughs> <laughs> what do you do with that 10-year-old boy? Now take him back. No, don't you. Oh, no. Oh, Lord, no. Oh, Lord. Oh, how we going to get out of this one? <laughs> uh, that would be great if this was a Scooby-Doo episode, but it's not. <laughs> so many people died. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for you meddling kids <laughs> and that fucking gringo dog. <laughs> Uh, yeah, meddling oh. kids is fucked up in this. Yeah, yeah, you know the meddling yeah. one, the one with the metal between his eyes. <laughs> well, uh, it went out the other side. So yeah, at the mutiny, uh, the biggest names in Coke uh, will co hold court about a decade after it's opening. Yeah, I'll bet they had a lot to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right now, it's Miami is just a sleepy hick town. Um, that is, uh, it's there's really only weed going through it. But it's about to change. It is about Sounds to like change. Sounds like Tampa Bay. Uh, I was going to do uh, 1970. I was going to do a history of cocaine, but uh, just know it explodes in popularity right now. Uh, Alberto is actually bringing in the coke from Peru uh, and smuggling it out in small quantities. So you know it's good shit. But Griselda uh, is in her ambition. She actually starts doing the setting up garment stores now instead of just doing. Like oh my god, she's things. starting a manufacturing business. So where she starts a manufacturing business. Uh, is this just a way to get her to look thinner? No wonder they made an Italian Tony Montana. They're, they're basically pulling Italian scams. Yeah. <laughs> so um, with that, 
they do then in 1972 officially with the three boys Griselda and Alberto move to Queens New York uh, there's a story from right about this time where the boys actually help her uh, do some of the smuggling. They take the lining out of a Samsonite suitcase and line and line the hard shell with coke, and then put the the cloth lining back. Okay. Before she packs it with clothes, so she's not late for her flight. She was like in a rush. She's um, the mommy <laughs> of the West Side Story. That's 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 gonna that's sort of like a uh, a window into chapter two and uh, next episode because there's so yeah. many fun different weird ways that they tried <laughs> smuggling coke and succeeded <laughs> and oh, succeeded man. smuggling coke. You that was the seventies, man. Yeah, like, that man. was. No one gave a sh- like. They cared. They cared enough to prosecute you if they found you. But like, they were like, they weren't. Looking we're not, for well, it. Yeah. that's that's the best part about the seventies, and that you know that they were high on coke while they were smuggling it. <laughs> yeah. They knew that nobody was gonna look, but they like just snorted an eight ball. They're like, all right, here's where I'm gonna put it. <laughs> just the wildest hiding coke places ideas. when nobody was looking for. Yeah, it. put it in a fucking dress. All you gotta do is just pay off the people that are looking for the coke. Yeah, yeah. but they still put it in weird places. Yeah. Almost just for, for fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just, just because they were they coked up and it. very ambitious. Yeah, like what? Like, we paid about? off the guy, but we're also gonna put it in this weird place. <laughs> What's the thing that Colombians are known for? Coffee. <laughs> yeah. Let's put it in the fucking beans. No, no. They snorted a bunch of coke, started laughing their ass off. They're like, we're going to put it in with an upper. <laughs> <laughs> we're going <laughs> to. What's funny is in, of all the stories, almost no coffee. I, yeah, I wonder well, if they no had kidding. their eye on the coffee, and it was that's why they they just did everything else because there's some really wacky coffee wacky wasn't stuff. even supposed to be like they're like this tastes like dirt. But what if we grind it and make it into tea? It's like you fucking pussy. I'm gonna snort sure. coffee. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna see if that. Yeah, well, someone really? had to have tried uh, yes, it. Yes, I uh, have. I have. Yeah, Stevo actually. actually. Yeah, it hurts, <laughs> and it it yeah, just do coke. Yeah, it's be- you, much better idea. They do a mint once on a bet and i had a minty you snorted a mint yeah it was a chopped up altoid i had minty oh. drip all you've day. never <laughs> you've never done chili willy shots you don't know it sounds familiar but i black out a lot all right 1972 so just to finish it off this is a weird time for queens uh it's a nice area at the time but experiencing economic flight there's a lot of vi- violent crime in neighboring neighborhoods like harlem um, mm-hmm. murders, but the carjackings, the burglaries, and thefts are all in Queens. That's kind of how that works, and so everyone's leaving, and that's where you set up a giant cocaine empire, which Griselda does, and that is where I leave you for episode two, or wow. chapter two of this story. <laughs> that's fucking nuts. Good and heavens. Any questions, though? Because I did have a note card that said questions w- under the, the whole this, the truth. How, <laughs> how many Cubans per capita live in uh, Queens right now? I don't know. Uh, I no, only did ser- research on the Marielitos boat lift in regard to Cubans. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, this is Colombians. And, uh, oh, man, I'm just imagining I, I just need Sofia Vergara to play a wildly romanticized version of the godmother here. Uh, oh, just... Well, they they have Catherine Zeta Jones played a wildly dramatized version of The Godmother in a Lifetime movie that butchered even the bad telling of the Wait facts. a minute. You mean to tell me that they got a Welsh woman to play a Colombian and it didn't quite hold up? No kidding. It was um, I on Lifetime. I I tried watching that 
for comedic purposes i i'm i am only doing that if i have your <laughs> if your presence i can't do that without support oh yeah no, yeah definitely. yeah this that's not like a one-man job to watch. all <laughs> yeah. three of us need to sit and watch i this. mean i've watched a lot of we also have the seagal cast yes i've watched a lot of steven seagal movies and uh this still sounds rough. It starts with a man pulling his pants up and buckling his belt. Like, in a, it's not good. They didn't oh. even give you the good part of the scene. <laughs> Let me tell you, whatever sex crime happened at the beginning of that narrative. She was a victim. She was born a victim. She was always a victim. You know. Griselda Borg. <laughs> yeah. How many murders does it, even if that happened, how many murders does it take until it's like, okay, Maybe Sir, maybe the scales have balanced out. How many men have you asked that question about? I don't know. Okay. I'm asking two men right now. There's a, there's, a, there, there's a glass ceiling for murder. Yeah, I love how Jack the Ripper is like seen as the, the mon- he's a monster. He's, he's, he's the most vicious beast. He killed like yeah. six people. Yeah. No, no, like three. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Well, there's five. There's ca- the canonical five. I do, well. But... Um, <laughs> I didn't know this was like Star Wars. Well, Jack the Ripper, there's like a whole fucking nerd. This is group Mike, though. I'm yeah, this saying, is he comes... did his dissertation on Jack the Ripper. Like, this is... oh yeah, it was. Uh, when it was... He... <laughs> it was yeah, Jeff when, it com- when it comes to serial killers, you know, it's like it, it's like custody court. The men just get the worst end of it. Isn't that true? But well, hey, we've been blood in the sand. Thank you so much for listening. Bob Keen again. You can follow him on Instagram at the Bob Keen. The Bob Keen. Uh, Andre Hashem. You can follow him on Instagram at Hashem for Comedy. F O R Comedy. Oh, oh F O R. Wait. Yeah, he's not cool and does the number. No. Oh yeah. No. Hashem for Comedy. Yeah, and also, hey, how about you follow us while you're on Instagram, uh, Blood on the Sand Official. At on Blood Instagram. on the Sand Official. Also, hey, how about you throw us a few bucks if you if you made it this far, you fucking you, you, you know that we need money. Yeah, you know on. that we need a few bucks. You can follow us on Patreon.com/slash Blood on the Sand, and I'm Michael Johnson. You can find me on Instagram at the uh, no, what the fuck am I at, at the real Mikesta. The real Mikesta. The real Mikesta. M I K E S. Stop. Yeah, because he doesn't uh, use the hard R on Mikester. Well, I only use that when we're uh, alone. Yeah, yeah, not on the air. <laughs> only when we're singing along to it in a Dr. Dre song. <laughs> Nothing but a G thing, baby. All my Mikesters and my bitches and my bitches and my Mikesters get your motherfucking hands <laughs> in the air. Bitches ain't shit, but hoes. Either, either, either way, um, <laughs> thanks for listening. And, uh, it, boys. <laughs> yeah. Stop remember, remember, there's no such thing as a good person. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs>